Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. listen to the show. Thanks for being patient. Had a little technical difficulties this morning. Joining me now, Chris Siaccia from TheStreet.com. How are you, Chris? Good, Rob. How are you doing? Good. It's kind of an exciting time right now. Lots going on in the world of technology. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We've seen some innovation um, from Microsoft yesterday. It seems like you know there's a renewed spark and interest in Microsoft since uh, Sadia Nadella took over for Steve Ballmer. So yeah, it's a pretty exciting time right now. What did you did you see some of the videos released on the hologram? I did, uh, and I got a chance to watch the live stream. You know, it, you know, and the streets published a, a couple stories on the Hololens. You know, already this morning, it's really you know something that's it almost kind of seems like you know Tony Stark like an Iron Man. You know, it's kind of taking augmented reality, you know, from something that that's been talked about in science fiction and and research and development labs, and now it's kind of bringing it to the forefront, you know, something that actually you could see consumers using, you know, in a, in a large way within the next, you know, 18 to 24 months. It's pretty surreal because I'm so used to, you know, the world of Windows being a flat screen in front of me, and some of the demonstrations I saw streamed were, they were legit. They weren't, they weren't ready for prime time, it looked like, but they looked pretty close. Yeah, I mean, augmented reality is going to be the next big thing, you know, over the next, like I said, 18 to 24 months. I don't expect, you know, all, all the bugs to be worked out any time before then. Like you said, it's probably not ready for prime time just yet, but it is something that, you know, gets people like myself in the media and investors and, and tech, you know, enthusiasts excited because it just opens up this whole new wave of computing and how we interact with gadgets and software. It, it's really, really incredibly exciting. And this is probably the first time in a long time that I've you know, been excited about what Microsoft has to offer. That's well said. Now, this has been a big week for technology. I think it started the week kind of with maybe Netflix, and there was a lot of expectations on what they would and or wouldn't do. And they did good. They did real good. They, they surprised. And they also said, you know, we're going to start wrapping up our international expansion in two or three years from now, and that means costs will come down, and Wall Street kind of loved that. Yeah, Wall Street sent the shares up uh, 18% following the earnings um, on Tuesday night. You know, They were able to effectively use their marketing costs, which went up 
about $80 million year over year in the fourth quarter to, you know, a little over $200 million to, to get 4 million streaming subscribers around the world, you know, which was much higher than uh, was anticipated. Netflix trades on, on the streaming num- uh, subscriber numbers, so any kind of upside surprise there is generally seen as good for the stock. And you're right, the fact that they're going to start to wrap up their international expansion in the next two years, you know, save for whatever they do in China, is, you know, is only a positive because that eventually will start to flow to the bottom line. They're still not, uh, you know, really giving a whole lot of detail on how profitable uh, markets outside the U.S. and Canada, you know, which are their two biggest markets uh, domestically, you know, are. But, you know, it seems like there are pockets of strength there. They mentioned that Latin America is a little harder than they expected, but there's, you know, an enormous opportunity for them there. So it seems like, assuming that they can continue to, to show strength, you know, in the markets that they're already in, and, you know, if that translates to, you know, the ex- other markets that they're going to expand to, you know, then we can see costs come down, and then you really see the earnings power of this company, which is why the stock is over $400 right now, because Wall Street's valuing it on, you know, 2016 and 2017 numbers when we're just starting to get into 2015. Now, this is content that you typically write about and have your writers at the street uh, churn out. So this is kind of very conversational, but you do pretty long-form articles and get into some of the stories. One of the ones that was interesting this week was SpaceX. Google and... Was it Fidelity? No, it wasn't Fidelity. Google, no, it was Fidelity. Oh, it was Fidelity. Um, jumping in and, and throwing some money their way and instantly giving SpaceX a market cap bigger than Uber's, potentially. Um, let's talk a little bit about SpaceX and satellites and going to Mars and setting up Internet in the outer space. Like, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it seems like, you know, it, I've seen some people t- say, you know, tech is back in 2015. Not that it went anywhere in 2014, but the last few months of the year were kind of doldrumy. And now with this news, the SpaceX news, coupled with, you know, the earnings from Netflix, and, uh, you know, the stuff from Microsoft earlier this week, you know, it seems like tech is back. And what we could see from Google partnering with Fidelity to invest, you know, around a billion dollars into SpaceX potentially changes how we think about Internet because we, we think about Internet connecting people on Earth. Well, what happens, you know, 50 years down the line when or, when or if, you know, we start to colonize Mars or the moon, or whatever Elon Musk decides to dream up tomorrow, uh, you know, then we have people having Internet on, you know, satellites or, you know, other planets. I mean, that's just mind-blowing stuff. And, you know, I don't put it past Elon Musk to do it, because he really is, you know, the real-life Tony Stark. And the man has created PayPal. The man helped create PayPal and went into two entirely unrelated industries, electric vehicles, and battery storage, and space rockets. I mean, that's just unbelievable. So the fact that he's come out and said he would like to put Internet in outer space, I mean, that's just something I don't put it past him concerning his past. Now, with that said, I'm going to steal the Tony Stark line from you, because I was using kind of like the modern era Steve Jobs, but he's also said one or two things that have been kind of crazy. Did you hear that he thought... He's funding a project to stop robots from killing humans. 
Yeah, I mean, this whole uh, his whole kick against artificial intelligence. It's been kind of interesting to see how it plays out because a lot of people seem to be against him in his mindset, but he's been incredibly adamant that AI is probably, you know, the demise of mankind and we just don't realize it yet. So it's it's interesting to see that he's putting his money where his mouth is, you know, when it comes to this. You know, I'm not entirely sure which side I'm on just yet. I think it needs to play out a little bit more. There are a lot of smart people on both sides, and I, I don't fancy myself that smart that I can ultimately make a decision on it just yet. But it is interesting to see high-profile people like Musk on one side and someone like a Mark Andreessen on on the complete opposite side. So it's it's interesting to see how artificial intelligence impacts not only our daily lives, but, you know, the world, you know, in the next 20 to 50 years as well. Anything else that you're working on right now, Chris Siachia from thestreet.com that you think is important for us to be paying attention to? I think the big thing, you know, obviously coming up is Apple earnings next week. And I, I think expectations are extraordinarily high, um, especially as it relates to the iPhone. The iPhone had an uh, unbelievable holiday quarter. I've seen some analysts throw out the 70 million number for units sold. So I would be that's probably the key item that I would look for to set the tone for the markets and technology next week is what Apple does. You know, Apple historically doesn't trade that well when it comes to earnings, but any kind of, you know, there's a lot of read through for other companies and its suppliers and just general market uh, sentiment as well. So, if, you know, you see some kind of 70 million figure for the iPhone number, you could expect, you know, sentiment will continue to increase around Apple. And if they mention anything about the watch on the conference call, then I suspect that investors will start to eat that up just as, as much as the iPhone and potentially even more. Thanks for joining us. And thanks for being patient with our technical difficulties this morning. That was all on my fault. So thanks for being patient. Chris Siaccia from thestreet.com, tech editor, always a good guest. We talked a little SpaceX and Google. Google wants to set up an internet of satellites that can supply you know, internet feeds around the world. Uh, what do they have to gain from it? Search. There's talks now that Google wants to even go as far as to start offering cell phone service, maybe at a cheaper price, so that they can, you know, Say, look, Verizon, we'll do the servicing for you. In this case, Sprint. Look, Sprint, we'll do the servicing for you. Let's make a deal. You let us do the search on all your phones that you sell. Build it in. Or we'll do the back-end management of it. It's going to be interesting to watch the next couple of years because I get a sense that a lot of these guys are all starting to get a little bit nervous. Google is dominant on the desktop. Facebook is dominant on the mobile phone. Apple's dominant on hardware and operating system right now, but doesn't it feel like everyone's made some catch-up strokes on them? At some point in time, you're going to say $600 phone or $6 phone. Now, the Chinese companies think you're going to say $6 phone. Anyway, the tech stories are big and bold. It's going to be a fun year, 2015, as far as some IPOs coming out. Uber is probably going to be the biggest one of the year. And uh, if you don't know Uber, get to know it because it's 
part of the landscape that is quickly changing at this point in time, the services in our economy. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Guaranteed for tonight.